This installment of Jimmy Fiction opens on a note from the previous one. In it, Caroline Aber Guidry and her best friend Marika were discussing the mildly problematic neighbor man who had recently moved in next door to Caroline and was just annoying her a bit, being rather a nuisance ever since. And Marika, who works for this man's stepmother, had advised Caroline to tell her if he ever did anything too stupid or disgusting. You know, I think Darla chomping at the bit for an excuse to put this man in his place. So if we could do that together for her, I think she'd approve. All right, well, for sure, if he does something too disgusting, I'm going to call you right away because can't be having that. I work too hard to maintain just this little bit of peace. I'm not going to let it all go because my neighbor can't keep his pants on. But speaking of all that, to Caroline's mild but pleasant surprise, neighbor man had more or less tapered off on his cavorting in all manners of dress and undress with all manner of people specifically a certain type of women who were a bit younger than himself, and Caroline would typically see them by the point of the evening where they were naked. She's had this unfortunate ongoing glimpse into Jimmy's type. She has developed unwanted knowledge of his sexual techniques, more things about him than she ever really wanted to know, but thankfully for her peace of mind, it appeared that had just been a short burst of activity taking out his frustrations after having been incarcerated or something because he kind of chills out on that a little bit. There are weeks that pass without Caroline witnessing him through the window while he's engaged in sexual activity with yet another stranger. He's mostly just being mildly annoying with the person she can only assume is his best friend, other equally handsome young man of a slightly different physical type. So she's cautiously optimistic about it, at least at their ability to maintain kind of fragile peace. He exclusively stays on his property. He doesn't venture over onto hers. It all seems pretty good. One afternoon, she does encounter him as she's leaving her place, and he's outdoors for whatever reason, and his. They look one another in the face, and she's wearing the pair of sunglasses that she lifted out of the sun visor in his car. He is wearing a duplicate of the same exact pair, having apparently bought another one. So this interaction has the potential to be extremely awkward. She immediately thinks, oh shit, because she's caught in it. She's not about to lie or deny, and she's aware he has every right to then call the New Orleans Police Department and file a theft report against her. But he doesn't. They just look at each other in the face 
with her wearing his stolen sunglasses. And she says, Hi, neighbor. He raises his eyebrows, shakes his head a little bit to himself, and just goes into the backyard. Caroline's a bit flustered, but she keeps herself together. And she starts laughing to herself, a bit out of shock, a bit surprised. But also, it's extremely funny because she can hear him exclaim to his buddy, That fucking woman! Before that very moment, she hadn't realized how much it would please her to be that fucking woman to somebody, but now that she is, she's very glad that it's him. Unbeknownst to her, the rest of the conversation between her neighbor, Jimmy Keene, and his best friend, Professor Cole Bowden, went something like, Oh, you mean Caroline Aber Guidry? <sighs> Jimmy makes the face one can imagine accompanying that sound. That's what it is? Well, I thought you might know, given that she's your dad's tenant. He's not really my dad. James, why are you bad at this? I don't know why she's mad at me. I'm sure there's a good reason. I'm sure I did something, and I'm sure I deserve it. I just don't know what it is, exactly. It's driving me nuts. <sighs> Some things you just have to accept, my brother. Fuck. Can I see that? Yeah, here. Call flicks open his silver monogrammed lighter. Lights Jimmy's joint. <clears throat> so. If I got a degree from fucking Tulane, do you think I could get as enlightened as you? Well, I don't know. Given that I matriculated from NYU and I got my master's from Loyola. <coughs> my bad. <coughs> it's okay. You know I love you, James. You're the deepest felon I've ever met. <coughs> Former. Former felon. They had that expunged. But Caroline doesn't know anything about that. She's only aware that he's reeled in his behavior a little bit. To her, any progress is progress. So, one evening, she's a bit surprised to look out the window, look opposite, see in through the neighbor's window, and witness Jimmy engaging in some intimate activity with the other young man who's always hanging about. And she's mortified. But also, yeah, she's watching that. He'd seen her watching him doing other shit before. 
if he'd ever seen her seeing him doing naked activity, he hadn't acknowledged as much, but they'd certainly made eye contact at least once while he was wandering around drinking something repulsive out of a blender while half-clothed. He's no longer the absolutely chiseled, fucking shredded, former college athlete that he had been, but he's not that far off. He's certainly not bad. He clearly doesn't seem to mind her seeing. This had not been happening before he moved in, and she doesn't feel like she has to like him to not have a problem with the things he apparently didn't have a problem with her seeing. He had never scowled or even really acknowledged it at all when he'd seen her seeing him, and he never pulled the shades, so... This feels a little bit different, though. It looks a little bit different, too, because normally Jimmy's the one just bending a stranger over a piece of furniture and going for it, but he's on the receiving end this time. He's just sitting back. He's got his hands in his friend's hair. He's appearing extremely relaxed. So she's watching this go down in more ways than one. And Dignity stipulates that she look away, especially because she is sure she's going to see both of these people again, probably the very next day while she's going to get her mail or whatever. But at the same time, she doesn't think they have anything to be ashamed of. And if they're not ashamed, her mortified eyes drawn back. Jimmy had had his head resting on the back of the sofa. But then he raises his head again, opens his eyes to look directly into hers through his window across the bit of space in between his house, Caroline's cottage, and in through hers. They make eye contact. And there's this moment, prolonged awkwardness, where she doesn't want to just wrench her eyes away and behave like she feels this is an embarrassing moment. So they continue to look at one another. And then, as naturally as she can muster, she breaks eye contact, looks away, just casually walks into the other room of her house. Of course, she gets there and is thinking, oh my god. Well, bet he's gonna put some shades up now. She looks around herself for a distraction, something to do, like everything is still normal. She looks at her record collection having already planned to put something on the turntable, but her focus is completely gone. She doesn't even know where to begin. It's like all thought has left her mind altogether. So she just sits down on the edge of her sofa in the dark. There's a light on in her bedroom, and there's a light on in her kitchen. So there's ambient light in the living room, but not a direct light source, and she's just trying to ground herself a little bit. 
Her cat comes up and rubs against her ankles. She idly pets him, but she's not fully present, able to interact on a deeper level. She feels like she's waiting for the other shoe to drop. And sure enough, shortly thereafter, at her back door. She carefully comes to the living room doorway and can already see on the other side of the kitchen door, it's Jimmy Keene. Picking up immediately where the previous ended, Caroline almost doesn't know what to do now that James Keene Jr. is at her back door. All of her fronting about everything being cool was exactly that, and the thought of him being actually angry at her is mildly concerning. She's not necessarily afraid that he's going to assault her, given that they both know that her landlady is his stepmom, and Caroline has on authority from one of this woman's employees that Jimmy isn't her favorite person. So Caroline doesn't doubt that this woman would do the right thing for her legally. Caroline doesn't really feel like she questions Jimmy's ability to not do that. But she also doesn't know him. She knows he has recently been in prison. She has no real idea what he's capable of. And given that he seems a bit heated over the fact that she had seen some things going down like his best male friend on him, she wonders if he might have some kind of reaction. Maybe he's on the down low and he might be willing to do something he wouldn't otherwise do in order to keep this information about himself from getting out. And her attempts to extricate herself from the situation as politely as possible by playing off like it was no big deal might or might not been appreciated. She can feel her heart just hammering in her throat from the adrenaline of it all. It had been hammering away even before he came over, but now it is the only thing she can hear apart from his fist knocking at the door. Him annoying her from a distance and her lightly annoying him back by trolling him, stealing his belongings, hadn't really prepared her for the eventuality of a face-to-face -face talk, but he's here now, and it's go time. She's aware that he's a shady man who does shady things. He's got a shady past, but Caroline knows what she knows about herself, too. She has a blunt weapon within arm's reach of basically anywhere in her home, so she reaches for it. She's got a coubaton. She slides her hand holding the weapon into the pocket of her dressing robe and walks over to the kitchen window. She's going to continue the bluff that she's unshaken while also taking measures to make sure that he's not going to murder her, even if he is possibly inclined. So she opens the window that is next to but not entirely accessible from the stoop where Jimmy is currently standing outside the door, raises the sash. 
Hey, neighbor. Hi, can you come out here? We need to talk. We're talking now. What's up? Are you fucking kidding me? Please don't insult me to my face. I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult you. Can you tell me what I just said that was insulting? <clears throat> what did you see? Recently, a whole lot of you, neighbor. <laughs> Fucking. Jimmy turns around and removes himself from Caroline's back porch. But he only goes as far from the portion of split rail fence that separates Caroline's immediate backyard from his immediate backyard. He goes around it onto his side. He himself is also wearing a dressing robe over a t-shirt and a pair of jogger pants. He reaches into the pocket of the dressing robe to pull out a packet of cigarettes and a lighter. Lights a cigarette, draws off it, like he's trying to calm his nerves. And Caroline sees this and respects that. Like he probably realized he was being terrifying, but he wasn't actually trying to terrify her. So when he noticed that he was being scary, he just removed himself from the situation in an attempt to de-escalate it. Just like the time he had turned his back on her while she was wearing his stolen property and then proceeded to not call the police, she's got to acknowledge to herself that this takes balls. This is king activity, like we would say today. James is trying. And she sees this, so she decides to try back a little bit. Jimmy's friend, companion, the guy who had just been engaging in activities with him, comes out of the back door of the Keen house, sits down on Jimmy's back patio, finds his own cigarettes, and rips those out, and he's present but doesn't seem interested at all in getting involved. He just calmly lights his cigarette and starts smoking it. Caroline doesn't feel like they're trying to set up a situation where she's lured into coming out of her house. She doesn't think they're playing 3D chess on that level. She just feels like her screen door has a latch, so someone would have to leap up onto the back stoop and wrench that screen door off the hinges in order to get in at her. So by that point, it's on anyway, and hopefully she would have been a little bit prepared. So it seems safe enough that she opens the solid back door to the screen. Listen, y'all... I understand this is very awkward, but I also want to reassure you, this is a judgment-free zone. I don't care what y'all do. Jimmy turns to look at her. You make it a habit of staring into other people's windows? You make it a habit of leaving your blinds open? Jimmy's friend says, yes. Jimmy darts eyes at him. I've mentioned this to you before. 
Yeah, you've been flashing me pretty much everything but the peace sign. Well, you didn't have to look. No, but sometimes I just happen to be looking and... Well, you could look away. Sure, but, I mean, I feel like I don't want to act embarrassed because I don't think y'all got anything to be embarrassed about. The lines seem pretty clearly drawn here, so she feels comfortable enough to even open the screen and step out onto her back stoop. I don't want to shout. The whole neighborhood don't need to hear the business. Look, if y'all even want to compare our favorite gay bars in the quarter, I got a few. Jimmy seems a bit surprised, mildly disarmed, also still a little bit flustered. He obviously understands what she's trying to communicate. Oh, that... That's nice of you. Thanks. He picked up his hand, let it drop against his own body. James is trying. But I'm not gay. That's fine, too. You don't gotta be. Like I said, judgment-free zone. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not anything. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. You don't gotta be. I don't know... I don't know what you saw. You could have seen anything. I don't care. You seem down? Yeah, but fine. I'm an open book. You want to audit me? Go ahead. What? Pardon me? I missed something, I think. Do you want to... You want to take an inventory of my life? Jimmy's friend Cole says, Um, Jimmy. Are you okay? Yeah. <sighs> Uh, no! No! I don't think I'm okay. Okay. Is there anything I can do for you? What? No, I... No. I'm sorry. Jimmy touches the tip of his middle finger to a spot between his eyebrows on his forehead. I'm... I'm sorry. He takes his hand away again. Do I even know your name? Like, I know you're, you're my dad's tenant, but, like, we've never been properly introduced. Well, I'm, I'm Caroline. She tentatively starts down the steps, walks down a few, holds out her hand. Jimmy looks at her hand for a minute, then takes a few steps to meet her in the middle with his hand held out so that he doesn't have to come nearer to her than is strictly necessary, but he shakes her hand. It's relatively quick, but he's also got a very straightforward grip. He doesn't just grab onto that or squeeze too hard, but he's also not real flighty or limp or weird about it. And then he takes his hand back as expediently as possible without either ripping it away or lingering. I'm James. You can call me Jimmy. And I'm a fucking mess right now. I'm sorry. 
He takes a few steps back, and Caroline just lets him go. It's all right. Hello, Jimmy. Like I said, this is a judgment-free zone. All right, well, I, I appreciate that. And I also appreciate you keeping this between us. Yeah, of course. Who am I going to tell? I don't know. I don't know who you know. Because until right now, we never met. And that was my fault. I I don't even remember how long I've been fucking living here. How, how long have I been fucking living here? Um, about a year. Has it been that long? Doesn't feel like it's been that long. <sighs> he speaks with his hands lightly, and he's lifted one of them towards his face, and he lets it drop, smacks against his leg. I've been a shitty neighbor in a, a lot of ways. Judgment-free zone. <laughs> Caroline lightly itches her eyebrow. I'm sorry we got off on the wrong foot, because you've been providing me with a hell of a lot of entertainment. <laughs> I haven't been getting out much of late, and i got to say, <laughs> you've been spicing up my life. <laughs> Even knowing sweet fuck all about you, I mean, our worlds are very different. I can just tell that from the jump, but... You do you, Jimmy. Just don't hurt anybody. <sighs> yeah. Jimmy's expression is a little unfocused. The patio light has put his features in strong contrast. There's a shadow of a lock of hair falling across his forehead. Caroline adds, including yourself. Jimmy had largely forgotten his own cigarette that he had lit and been half-heartedly smoking, and it's burned almost down to the filter between his fingers. It's become hot, and he remembers it because now he feels it, so he looks down at it as if a little bit surprised, regards it for a minute, flicks it away, steps on it. He looks at Caroline, Despite the fact he's a little bit haggard, out of prison for who knows exactly how long, he's seen some shit. He's still got that boyish charm in there. It's inescapable. And he's not putting it on, but nevertheless, she sees it. And she also sees, at the same time, how lost he looks in his own backyard. He says... Too late.